God, God has got his perfect time. And he, I think he was saying, you know, what you are trying to do, don't worry. It's not the time for their, for their agape is coming. Amen. <laughs> you know, we needed this for the real agape. Amen. We can still go to the Nandu's beach another time, but at least I, this is, I've, I've been praying for this to happen for a long time. You know, so God bless you. Thank you for everyone who who was used by God to make this happen. It's a beautiful thing. And again, these little things may be little things to you, but they are big things to me. That we find ourselves in an octagonal building where I'm having the service. And this has been my cry. And this is what God gave to me for the vision that the building, the miracle residents we are supposed to build, they are all supposed to be octagonal in character. And then the first step is the first prayer convention service we have in Krem is in an octagonal building. Who can be that except God? <laughs> That's the agape we feel and we have. It's uh, if the agape is not real to you, like I've always prayed, be as real to them as you are to me. You need to feel that reality of the agape being real. <laughs> That you feel it, you see it everywhere in your workplace, wherever you are. You feel it. God is a good God. Amen. So yeah, I welcome you all, and I thank God for you all once again. But uh, like I said last night, you need to be excited because according to the vision, if you are a real child of agape, prayer convention time, the real agape, agape anyway. Let me say agape for one of the news in that Where do we go? We go to Scotland, St Andrews for prayer convention. So whoever is there, if, if this is the key distinction, if you can tell, between who you are and who they are not. Because there are some people out there who are calling themselves agape. Ask them, where were you on prayer convention time? That's a simple question that they can answer that. If you are really agape, because according to the vision, and it has been that since 2007, every prayer convention time, where are we? Here in Sudan's area. Then you ask them, you say you are in Agape. Where were you prayer convention this time? Yeah, so uh, as God is taking us this far, the God of Agape is going to raise us and grow us a lot. Amen? Amen. And uh, he's bringing the right people, the real people who be Agape, so that we can move together in the love, the fierceness of love. Amen. Hallelujah. In the fierceness of the Agape love. Uh, I'm, 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 ex I'm kind of excited about the things that God has been telling me to share with you. Uh, I started yesterday, you know, that uh, at the moment you sign up for a, as a child of God, you, you are in the fight club of heaven. The key thing that, we, that I want you to know, there are three things. I know you may not say you know it already, but um, I, I want you to know that... Uh, the first thing is, we want to, whenever you think of baptism, whenever you think of baptism, ask or answer at least these three questions. Okay? What it is, why you get baptized, and how. Okay? What is baptism? Why do you get baptized? And how do you get baptized? In this when you answer these three questions, you realize how for many generations and for many years, the enemy has messed up the church. And the way the things are done in some churches, you'll be shocked 
They still do that to this day. But when God gave me the vision of Agape, I never went to Bible school. They went to Bible school, they learned all the terminology of baptism and everything. But when it comes to practice, they do something different. Something that puzzles me. They've got master's degrees in theology from Bible schools. Some even doctorates. But when they go back to the church, what they learned about baptism in, in the theological colleges, they don't apply. That what they even learned about the name, God gave me something about the name, his name. The Bible says, God gave me a name that is above every name. And the enemy has confused the church about his name. But I learned, they even learned from Bible school that his name is Yahweh. They learned that. But when they come back to the church, they don't teach that. Adonai, El Shaddai. They learn all this. But they just talk about it once in a while when they are praying. Oh, I pray. They sound like very educated themselves. But to teach the church that this is what you should do, that's his name. To teach the church that baptism is done this way. Well, that's what the Bible says. So I'm asking myself, how, do, how come? What, what, where is this coming from? Thank you, Lord, for the time. So, what are the three questions you should always answer? And you, as a child of God, particularly in Agape, you will be able to help someone. Hallelujah. Christians would not know what this thing is. What is baptism? Why do you get baptized? How? So I've got so many scriptures. Everything I teach has to be supported by what? By scriptures. So many of them. But for the sake of time, I'll just give you one or two. Then you can research. If you find in the books I've written, you find a lot of other scriptures about baptism as well. So let's ask the, answer the question in part two. Read Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 to 15, if you can. I'll just use that scripture for answering the question. What is baptism? What is baptism? Colossians chapter 2. Try and read that quickly and I'll summarize. Colossians chapter 2, from verse 9. From verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Okay, that's, that's the key. That verse, read it again. Buried with him, sorry, verse 12. Yeah. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him yes. through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. So basically, baptism, what it does, according to that verse so far, it is a believer in Yeshua Hamashiach, your Lord and your Savior. You are accepting and affirming and acknowledging that he himself was buried, right? 
like I shared with you during um, Passover time, that this thing was revealed to us by John, Prophet John. Remember? And up until prayer convention or um, Passover time, you guys deserved you to confirm. You'd never seen the book of John that way before. You had never seen the prophecy in what you are saying. Until I got the revelation. And so now he's talking to the people of Colossus, of Coloss, who were deeply rooted in their traditional beliefs or stereotype beliefs of Christ or whatever belief they had in God. But by then he had already died, buried, risen. So Paul is talking to the Jews so that they can understand. He starts by saying, in him you have the fullness. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was telling them that it is only in him that you have the fullness. So now for you understand how you get the fullness, you are going to be buried with him. Hello? So when you go into the baptism pool, what you are doing is you are confirming and affirming. Hallelujah. Those two words. Confirming and affirming your connection and your relationship with your Savior. Are we together? You are saying that as he died and was buried, myself being put in the water, I'm confirming and affirming my connection with him through the process of being buried in the water. Hallelujah. And the verse goes on to say, the same verse, buried with him, Buried with him in baptism. In what? Listen to that. Buried with him in baptism. So when you are being baptized, that's why I taught before that it does not make sense for you to be baptized, for people to do baptism in the spring of water on someone's forehead. Many big churches, they still do that to this day. Some even use a flag. I don't know if someone has ever been buried by just a flag waving. Oh. I don't know if someone has ever been buried by just a water being sprinkled. Yeah. Even they make it look like it's very Christian by putting the water in the form of a cross. That's how they cheat the world. Mm-hmm. And the people, when they see that cross, they say, ah, so because they put the cross of water on him, it means that's Christ. Yeah. It's done. And this is the pastor with a master's degree in theology. The scripture clearly says, buried with him in baptism. Hallelujah. So when you do that today, you do that with understanding that when you are going in the water there, you are, con- those two words, what? Confirming and affirming. Say it again. Confirming and affirming. What are you confirming and affirming? Your relationship and connection. Hallelujah. Those two words. Your relationship and connection with and to your Savior. That's beautiful. You do things with knowledge in agape. The Bible says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. A lot of people in the other churches, they have got those scriptures, but they don't know why they do it. Ask them, why do you get baptized? They can't give you an answer. Even the pastor. 
We tell you because you must be baptized. Hallelujah. But you now know that I'm confirming and affirming my relationship with him as he was buried and being buried. Buried with him in baptism. And then what happens? The same verse. Um, wherein also you are risen you with him through the faith of the operation of God. So both death and the resurrection you are confirming and affirming in the process of baptism. Because when you are dipped in the water, you are confirming the process of, you are sharing with him, I my God, the confirmation, the situation of him being buried. Yeah. But as you all know, that when he got buried, he didn't stay buried, did he? Yeah. He didn't stay buried. Yeah. That's why I worship him. That's I convinced one Muslim guy, I said, I, I would very much love to worship you. Muhammad, I have no problem. But the only problem that I have is if you tell me that there is Jesus Christ who, who, got, who died and got buried, and then there's Muhammad who also died and got buried. Yeah? That's fair enough, right? They were both prophets. That's what they say. They say Jesus was a prophet, Muhammad was what? A prophet. That's fair enough. And the funny thing is, they are Quran. Quran. I read the Quran and it confirms that that this one died, got buried, and then rose again. And they found the tomb to, the tomb to this day. Then this one died, got buried, and they do pilgrimages to the dead body of the same person, still buried in the grave. So I say to them, to me, it's not rocket science. If you ask me now, which one would I worship? The one who died and rose again? Or the one who died and stays dead? I will worship the one who rose again. Yeah. It's a simple book. It goes to me, that shows me that he's superior. Amen. I said, why? Why should I struggle with that fact? They all agree that he rose again. Mm. No one questions that. But then they say, after he rose again, he then pro oh, uh, appointed prophet to, um, this one to become the prophet after him. And so he's the last prophet. There was no prophet again after him. But where is your last prophet? In the grave. And this prophet you want to just call who was a prophet, where is he? He rose again and he's seated in the right hand of God the Father. So, it's simple for me. Why would I worship the one who says dead and not worship the one who is risen? Clever to Yeshua. So he's saying in that scripture, the Colossians, that when you get baptized, you don't just stay buried there because he didn't stay buried. You are then con confirm and affirm your resurrection. I want to get because you believe that as a child of God. When you die, you will not stay dead. Yes. Why? Because my Christ died and did not stay dead. Yes. I, 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 yes. I want to believe this from today. Yes. That no matter what the enemy may say to you, no matter how sick you may feel, Amen. just tell the devil that even if I die today, Amen. I will not stay dead in the God. I am going to rise again because I'm a child of God and I believe in the one who died and rose again. Yes. Amen. And guess what? Because the water will confirm it. Amen. As we shall say in the scripture, justify that is true. 
that this one deserves to, to die when they die, but they also deserve to rise. So you are telling the poor from Colossus that that's what baptism is all about. You are confirming death, your connection with Christ because he died, but you are also confirming that since he also rose again, you are also going to rise again. Are we together? So, when I put you in the water, hello, and I dip the whole body of you, no matter how beautiful your hair style is. <laughs> because that's the way you can get married. Yes. Have you ever attended a funeral and they tell you that, they, oh, can you show you where they buried your uncle or your brother or your sister or whatever? Yeah. And you find that they covered everything except the, the leg. Oh. <laughs> everything was buried except the leg is still ticking up. Then they'll show you that. I tell you not to shoot up and you 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 run away. <laughs> if you are small not know much to that you run away and say, What is this this thing? Very <laughs> is this. Or even they say, Okay, okay, it's not the leg that's out, it's just the, the ear. <laughs> just the ear is still sticking out. You scream! <laughs> You're like you have seen a ghost. Why? Because when you bury a person, you bury the whole person. Hallelujah. So when you are baptized, you are dipped in water. The whole of you. And then it says you are then rise with Christ. That's why when I put you in the water there, I don't keep you there. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give you there because if I give you there, then I'm drowning you. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have to die and get up. Hallelujah. So that's what baptism is. You are confirming and affirming your relationship and connection to Christ your Savior. And in the process, you are confirming and affirming that for sure, whether you like it or not, yes, everyone's day will come. One day we shall all die. But you know what? what? Even if I die, I have got hope because I know I shall. Yes. If you don't know that as a Christian, go home and sit down and drink beer. <clears throat> but when you know that, hallelujah, Amen. you can sit down and drink beer knowing that you, are, oh, yeah. <laughs> you shall rise again. <laughs> if you want to sit down and drink beer. <laughs> hallelujah. If you know, you know. You know, but you intimidate me. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to know. That's why they say, if you know, yes. you know. Why are you being baptized? You know now. That, oh, now I know that when I'm going in that order, I'm confirming my connection to him by saying that that's why we have Passover. He died. Amen. But I'm also confirming my con connection to him in the sense that while he rose again, I, I myself, mm -hmm. me, myself, and uh -huh. I, I am also going to yeah. rise up, whether the enemy likes it or not. Yeah. You are going to experience resurrection because you have been practicing it here on earth. Your confirmation with him. It's your ticket to heaven. It's your ticket to resurrection. Hallelujah. Shall we continue with that verse? That chapter? And you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh. Hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses? Mm. 
blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Look at listen. But when you go through baptism, the whole process, by the time you come out of the water, the scripture says, you, he, he blots out all the ordinances, things that the enemy wrote against you. Are we together? Whatever they've said on social media, whatever they said on Instagram or Facebook, whatever, all the ordinances that were raised and said against you. Whatever they say to each other on WhatsApp when they're talking about you. Those are ordinances that we have. But baptism erases them. Baptism just deals with that. And the source that took us. They will talk and talk and talk until they go to hell. While you go to heaven. I like that. I'll say that again. They will talk and talk and talk until they go to hell. While you go to heaven. <laughs> Let me say the third time. They will talk and talk and talk and talk until they go to hell. While you go to hell. Why? Because once you know that you have come out of the water with this understanding. Nothing faces you. When you have this knowledge, you are not faced by stupid little things. Say them, I'm baptized, man. Baptized. Yeah. Why are you talking about that? Huh? Yes. Don't let me preach. Continue. Verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. Yes. You see, the power of baptism, mm -hmm. that, the secret here is this, that when you get baptized, the God of Israel, when you come out of the water, he's going to expose your enemies. If they were sending anonymous texts, you will soon find out who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Are you here? Who is listening to this? <laughs> you see the power of just doing this, observing this, you will be surprised how they will just, God will just expose them. Amen. While you are just praying and worshipping your God. And something will happen to expose them. To their shame and perdition. Hallelujah. The power of being baptized. The power of connecting to Christ. Yeshua Hamashiach, your Lord and your Savior. Through this ordinance. They call it an ordinance of baptism. Praise be to Yeshua Hamashiach. I'll just give you that scripture as the answer to what? What is baptism? And I think now you know you can help others. The next question is why? I know every time I teach you, I teach you something different. I've taught baptism so many times, you've never heard me say what I'm saying to you. Yes. <laughs> you have never heard it this way. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. God is moving with us. Alleluia. Giving us understanding. Alleluia. If the understanding we had before was for primary level or secondary level, you move from glory to glory, you're not having understanding at Degree level and the PhD level, the new vision. 
in hashtag the real Agab. Why do we get baptized? Yeshua Hamashiach himself gave the answer when he was asked by John. Can you read that? Matthew chapter 3. Just read 2 verses 14 and 15. Matthew chapter 3, from verse 14 to 15. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering, answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. Now listen to what Jesus said. Go on. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. For thus, the reason why you need to be baptized, for your information, is so that, hallelujah, in the process of the ordinance of baptism, you fully righteousness if by the things you have been doing so far as a child of God doing going to church, reading the Bible praying and all the rest of it you are doing your best to walk towards righteousness by the way righteousness doesn't mean holiness because he is our righteousness not your righteousness because no one is righteous, no one is holy Okay? But everything that you do in the house of God is helping you to grow and grow and grow as a child of God year by year. But unless and until you get baptized, hello? You are this for many years. But when you get baptized, what are you doing now? You are now full feeling. Full feeling righteousness. Are we together? Then when God sees you now, because what you have done, I never said it is your affirmation and confirmation of your connection and relationship with Christ. Yeshua Mashiach. When he now sees you coming out of the water, you have fulfilled your connection to him. Amen? And therefore, you fully, he fully becomes your righteousness. But on your own, no matter how hard you try, you can never be as long as you are confident. And you know that too, and you know that too, and I know that too. But see the power of this ordinance of baptism. <laughs> when scripture says he is our righteousness. righteousness, how do you fulfill that righteousness? By making sure that you are dipped in the water. Amen. Not a cross on your own. See how the enemy has fooled the church for years, for generations. And the other shocking thing will come when I share you another scripture that you already know. You then ask yourself, what happened to the brothers? What happened to your sisters? Who died with that stupid knowledge? 
who were told that you can be baptized by just putting a forehead of a cross of water on your forehead. Who were told that you baptize when you are still baby. That some people, to this day, big churches, they baptize a baby born last week. But they don't even dip the baby in water. Hello? They put the baby nicely, nyoro nyoro. <laughs> on their arms. Yeah. And walk so nicely, nyoro And they'll be wearing a nice majestic robe. And some will even be holding crosses. Uh, walking majestic. Uh, and when they hold the baby, uh, they hold the baby. Uh, and then they'll take the water from a nice little beautiful uh, golden dish uh, and put their hands in there. Uh, and then they'll take that water uh, and slowly move it to the head of the child. Uh, <laughs> And then they say, even if they use the words, I now baptize you in the name of God the Father. Oh, uh, uh. Doing it wrong. This scripture says, buried with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for this video. So, you now know what? From the mouth of the Lord Yeshua, himself. Why do I get baptized? When that happens and I'm dipped in the water and I come out. I have now fulfilled all righteousness. Therefore, what does that mean by fulfilling all righteousness? When we know that he is my righteousness, by doing the baptism ordinance in the right way, he is now fully your righteousness. Whatever somebody else thinks or not, they are Amen. Hallelujah. You, 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 you know that you are now fulfilled in yes. Are we together? Are we Do you get this? Yes. You can walk talk. You can walk right. Uh -huh. Knowing that no matter where you are, he you are his righteousness. Uh -huh. Because there is a sprinkle of water. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Another example of reason is in First John chapter 5. I'm still answering the question why. I'll give you two verses here. <coughs> Read verse 7 and 8. Verse John chapter 5 from verse 7 and 8. Yes. For there are three that bear record in heaven. Three. Okay, look at this. There's a record in heaven between those two verses. Verse uh, 7 talks about the record in heaven. Verse 8 talks about the record, the record on earth. Uh, verse 7. For there are three that bear records in heaven. Yes. The Father. The Father. The Word. The Word. And the Holy Ghost. Who is the Word? Yeshua So there are three that bear record where? In heaven. That's the Father, the Son, if you want to put it that way, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, as you understand it. Mm. Okay? And these three are one. These three are one. That's a confirmation of the triune God. Amen. Okay? Whether you like it or not, they are always one. one. Okay? That's more. Verse 8. And there are three that bear, bear witness in earth. The Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. Hallelujah. So you've got 
a triumvirate, if I can call it that way. Three that agree in heaven. That's a triumvirate. Then we've got another triumvirate on the earth. Three that agree. And guess what? The agreement of these three must be confirmed by the agreement of these three. Because these three and these three are one. If you can see. That's the mystery of scripture. Hallelujah. Let's look at the three that are on earth. Because you all know the three that are in heaven, right? Verse 8 again. Verse 8. And there are three that bear witness in earth. The spirit. The spirit. And the water. The water. And the blood. And the blood. And these three agree in one. Yeah. When he died, Yeshua HaMashiach, Hallelujah. Two things came out of him. That are the emblem of our salvation. These two things were blood and water. Hallelujah. And I've said since receiving this revelation of vision of agape, I'm the only, if I remember, I, I don't know about others. I've never heard of any other preacher talking about the word. <coughs> Everyone, for all these years, Pentecostal churches, they will talk about the Holy Spirit and the blood. I don't know about you, if you ever heard anyone preaching about the importance of the word. They've missed it. That means if there are three people involved and you only talk about two, you don't have the complete picture. For many years I've been to church. I, for one, I don't remember any preacher telling me the importance of the water that he shared on Calvary. That's the blood everyone was talking about. But now through Revelation, the favorite disciple of John, Hallelujah, got that Revelation and released it to the church. Are you with me? And then he says, while there are three in heaven that agree, there are now three on earth. What he's now talking to you because you're not in heaven yet, then. Hello, unless I'm mistaken. <laughs> you are still here. And I'm still here on earth. So the three that agree or that must agree here are the spirit. The spirit and the water. And and you know what? Mm -hmm. Why those three? Because at the moment we have the three in God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, confirmed in verse 7, right? But where is the Spirit? According to Scripture. On the Spirit is right here. Yes. <laughs> He's right here with us. Are you getting God the Father and God the Son are up there in heaven. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Amen
So the Ruag Hakodesh who was sent here to be our comforter and our yeah. governor and who was uh -huh. making sure that the enemy doesn't steal our things. That's yeah. why he was sent to be with us on earth because the squatters will come and steal our land. Yes. So he made sure that the Holy Spirit is here to make sure you, you don't lose your inheritance. Amen. So he promised that as I go up, nah. he comes down. Yes. And he will abide with you forever. Amen. He is real with us, the work of the Amen. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's why I told you before that you still hear these churches to this day. They still talk about so they cry, Holy Spirit, come yeah. down. Holy Spirit, yeah. Guru cry, Guru cry. Holy Spirit, they're still asking the Holy Spirit to come down. And they cry when they do that. Oh, put the coastal churches. Oh, when I was in that service, when I was in the conference, oh my God, the Holy Spirit came down. Crying and tears hey. when they are saying, Oh, the Holy Spirit, come down, hey. come down, come down. Hey. Even like the Holy Spirit is looking at him like that or she like that. Right. I'm here. Hey. <laughs> I'm right here. You want to come down from where? <laughs> so, because he's here, right here in Craig. When you go into the world, hallelujah, mm -hmm. he himself says, when you are in him, he shall give you rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. He is the water, that's what, when he shed that water on Calvary, he was saying, anytime you see water, it represents my cleansing power. But the cleansing power is not complete without the blood. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so, while we are still here on earth where the Holy Spirit is right now, He will need to see you going in the water. Because the, the Holy Spirit will be watching. The water knows the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows the water. Mm. Hello. Amen. And the blood will be watching. Hallelujah. So, the question that begs an answer is, on the day that you die, and you appear before the throne of grace for judgment throne. The question is, God will do his thing. Mm -hmm. God will do his thing according to the scripture. You say, before I decide where you go, you decided where you want to go. While you're still on. Yeah. It's not for me to say, because he's a perfect judge. That's why he's the best judge ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what you do while you're on this earth here determines what will happen to you whether you go to heaven or not. So he says, your choice. You thought the water was just for swimming only. Okay? You just want to go to the sand, to enjoy sand, sea and sunshine and go to the beach. Hello? So on that day, God will just say, ah, don't ask me. I wouldn't say anything. Holy Spirit, you were there on the earth. Did you see her? Holy Spirit, yes, I saw her. She was crying in the church. I was saying, Hello, yeah. <laughs> I saw her. Oh, yeah, she was there. She was running around doing this and that and that. I saw her. Holy Spirit never lies. Would you lie? No. Hallelujah. No. This is okay. Box ticket. How about you, water? Have you ever seen this one? 
if you have never been baptized, this is why I say I cry in my spirit and I say to God, what happens? And I have I know a lot of my friends. I know a lot of my relatives. I don't know about you. But this is something that I cry about every day. I know a lot of my relatives who were in those other churches who were so serious about what they were doing in the church. Yes. They were so connected to their church. They had their uniforms and everything. But they were baptized this way. And some of them were never baptized at all. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but me, I think about them. And I'm asking God, what happened to your soul? Because the water here was going to be asked. Do you know this person? Do you think the water will turn alive? No. no. Do you think the water will be like, ah, I'm a garbage so I don't know if she never came in the water. I'll just say, for goodness sake, she was there. Okay. Or he was there. No, the water will say, ah, I don't know this person. <coughs> the blood. Do you think the blood will say, I don't know this person I know? Okay. The blood will say, ah, oh, shit, don't come, right? But maybe she never took communion. No, that's why we take communion every day. Um, Yeshua said, do this as often yes. as you will. In remembrance of me. What are you doing when you take communion? Every time you are taking communion, you are saying, blood, remember. Yes. This verse, ah. when that day comes, yes. blood, you cannot say you don't know me. Exactly. Are we together? Amen. Whenever you take communion, remember this verse. Hallelujah. Because the Bible tells us that the, the wine you take represents his blood. Yes. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. That's why if Christ said for communion we should take it as often, then surely baptism can do it as often. Yes. Yes. Because it is doing the same thing. When you baptize in people, it's there. There was one son of mine. Okay, a lot of people would almost come Second or third or whatever they call them for baptism. But that one from 2007. <laughs> I think that was 2000. And, was, was it 14 or 15 or something like that? Because there are some people who are in a gap from the, from the beginning. He was one of them. But again, bet my bottom dollar, he never missed any baptism. He was always coming to be baptized. I think I remember in 2012 or 15, I, said, I personally did that. I was like, uh uh, you, you come every year for baptism. You don't need him to be baptized that many times. You know what happened? When I was trying to stop him, I was beaten. Then the Holy Spirit said to him, to me, do you know why he's coming? Timmy had been in the church for a year. Hello? Because we do uh, uh, this prayer convention thing every year, right? Mm -hmm. Once a year. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit said to me, do you only he knows what he's gone through, what he's been doing between June last year and June this year? Hello, and you, you don't know his reasons for wanting to be baptized again. Then he reminded me of the centurion of the Ethiopian guy, Ethiopian eunuch. He said, There is water, what can stop me from being baptized? Then I said, I'm sorry. I, he never knew what happened. I, I, when I meet him one day, I'll tell him. 
That's how I got that answer. So there's no limit to the amount of times you can have communion. Am I right? Because every time you do it, there's some connection you have with Christ, with your Savior and your Master. That's why he said, do it as often as you in remembrance of me. So Colossians has taught us that when you do baptism, you are affirming your connection with him. That's remembrance of him being buried and being risen. And this thing then connects with you being also buried when your time comes, but rest assured that you shall rise. Hallelujah. So the water, trust me, will say, hey, I know this person. And for that guy, and for some other people here, the water will actually boil and say, you know what? <laughs> I, don't, I didn't just see her once. I didn't just see me her twice. I saw her so many times. Incidentals and then great. I saw this one. She wasn't just saying hello at that point. I saw her in the water. Yes. The Holy Spirit said, yes, I was there when that happened. Mm-hmm. I was there when it happened in St. Andrews. I was there when it happened in Crail. I was there when it, whenever that has happened. For me, so far I've been baptized twice. I was baptized a few years ago when I got uh, saved. Thank God I wasn't that. Uh, <laughs> but when I went to Israel, so I said, if I if someone said I want to be baptized again, how can I stop them when I've been baptized twice so far? Mm-hmm. And so they had a good reason for that. And if I were to get a chance, if I ask one of you guys to be baptized me today, I'll be happy. But when I went to Israel, the, the, the Imam who was there, the big who does the baptism, mm-hmm. it's a story. This, this anointing is real. Mm-hmm. It's in the book. Yeah. And people were there with me. He was happy to baptize everybody else, but he didn't know me. Then I was in the key, I said, he just said, ah, I can't baptize you. From nowhere. Everybody else was there. This is not someone I knew. I just said, ah, I was with my master there. I said, we need to go and baptize. We went to that place, Jordan. I was like, River Jordan, yeah. where my master was baptized. Yeah. Ah, how can I not be baptized here? And these are the same waters. So I had a good reason. To enjoy the same experience, to connect with this kind of experience in that place. The other place I wanted to get the same thing, by the way, to tell you the truth, was when I went to Greece. When I followed the trail of Paul. I've been everywhere where he has been. And I also wanted to get baptized. I can't remember what 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 happened and we couldn't get that done. But I wanted to be baptized where he baptized uh, Lydia. The first baptism that ever happened to the Christians. Oh by somebody none other than John who was in Greece in Philippi. That's why the Philippian church is amazing. When you read the scripture, if you want to know what happens, read the Philippians book. That's where she was. She was baptized there. And I'm saying, by God's grace, let God give me another pilgrimage with you guys. I want to go, I want two pilgrimages with you. My prayer is that I will have a pilgrimage to Israel. Just yeah. that we all go together. Yeah. And then God will open a door for us to do the poor pilgrimage that I did. It's a long one. It's much longer than the Israel one because it's scattered all over the place. 
that at least you can do the key ones. So I pray that God will give us the grace to do these pilgrimages. At least these two in the next one or two years. Hallelujah! So the water for you, if you come in the water again today, I don't know, I can bet my bottom dollar that the water will be saved. when you I've seen this girl. I don't know if you're going to be baptized today, it will be how many times? The Holy Spirit will say, I saw her that time, and that time, and that time, and I saw her again in Israel in 2022. And the water will be saying, Yes, it's true. I was also there. She actually came inside me, into me, it was a gift then She came out. And the blood will be like, Yes, she's taken communion so many times. This three, the Bible says, the three must, must, must agree. If they don't agree, there's a problem. That will be it done. It's no longer working. It's going. But today, whoever is going to be baptized, whether it's one person, whether it's two people, I don't know how many people are going to be baptized today. You know, you don't have to be baptized if you have been baptized three, four, five times, like I said. But if you feel like you want to be baptized, only you know the reasons why. Let nobody ask you why. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But you already know why. Because Colossians is, is risen enough. How many times can, can, can you ever say, I've confirmed enough and affirmed enough my connection with him for being able to be buried and to rise again? I've done it. I've done it more than I've confirmed enough. If you think you can confirm it a thousand times, I will confirm it a thousand times until the day I, I die. That's my understanding of scripture. So may God bless you. Those are going to be baptized today. Um, God is good. Why do we get baptized? How do we get it done? How do we get it done? Matthew chapter 3, verse 18 to 17 is how. There are so many other scriptures I could show you, but I'll just pick a few for today. I'll just pick two. Matthew chapter 3, verse 18 to 17. The other one for your notes is Acts chapter 8, verse 26 to 39. That's Ethiopian story again. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan yes. and to John to be baptized of him. Uh -huh. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. We've got that already. Then mm -hmm. he suffered him. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, when he so was... So when he says then he suffered him, it means then he understood. He understood and he let him go ahead with the baptism. That's what it means by suffer. He suffered him. Verse 16. So from verse 16, that's when we have the how now. So far, we're just answering those verses why, which I've already told you. So verse 16, we're answering the question, how is it done? And I thank God that Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord himself, showed us the way. He says, I'm the way. The truth. He showed us how. And I still don't get it, like I said. He showed us how in this chapter. But like I said, there are so many people who still do it their own way. Yet he showed the way. I, that bamboozles me. Okay, what happened? 
Verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. I like that. I like that. That was for the So whenever I get baptism, whenever it happens, I get really goosebumps. I get excited because it's another opportunity for a confirmation of your relationship with him. Because the Bible says, when he came out of the water, which shows that he was baptized according to Colossians chapter 2. He was dipped in water as a confirmation of the burial that he was going to have. And then John didn't give him buried today, otherwise he would have died there. And we would have said, John drowned Jesus. <laughs> but he, the Bible says, when he came up out of the water, am I right? When he came up out of the water, that means he was completely deep in water, according to scripture. So why is praying with water on the forehead? Where do you get that from? They can't answer that. But they still do it to this day. As I speak now, some of your friends and your relatives are being baptized that way. If you get to know one of them, you know, they even have a part, it has become a big event in their church. Mm -hmm. You will know. You ask them, how are you going to get baptized? If they are telling you, better save them. If they, if they don't listen to you, you say, can you tell me how you're going to be baptized? They say, this is going to, they're going to leave that way. You tell them, you better not. Because you are just as good as someone who never got baptized. Oh, yeah. It's better for them to not even baptized. At least you said that maybe you might listen to you. That's why I'm teaching you this so that maybe one day you take someone else. So he came out of the water, and the exciting thing about that is I like this story because not only as he came out of the water, the Bible then tells us that few things happened. But the key thing that happened to me is the connection with water and water baptism with, with the heavenly father, who is now, like I said, the Holy Spirit is here with us and the water, right? But this is a moment for heaven. Hello. God the Father and the one who is sitting in the right hand. This is their moment for you, them to look down upon you and say, This is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Whenever I get baptized, I, I feel I can sense, I can hear him saying that about me. Because when you do baptism, that's what, that's how God feels about you. How God feels about you when you come out of that water. He looks at you. You may not hear the voice, but I pray. I pray that today, if you have never had anything in your spirit, man, hear this voice when you come out of the water. Hear something. Let, let people receive things differently, right? My prayer is that for whoever Whatever number of people are baptizing today, let it happen that you can say, ah, today as I was coming out of the water, if you want to use the word sensed, because some people say that, say, I sensed something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then, then let it be today you sense something. 
Some people say, I felt in my spirit. Let it be today that you feel something in your spirit. Because I'm convicted and convinced that when you come out of the water, heaven responds. The one who is sitting at the throne right now. He's sitting at the throne right now. But the moment you come out of the water, I can see a standing ovation for you. And he, the one who is on the right hand, will also stand. And I just don't know how you're going to do it, but I pray that just like he, our Lord and our Savior, had the voice of his Father saying, You are my beloved Son. We would love to hear that, my Lord. To hear your heavenly Father saying, That's my prayer for you. When you come out of that world, I just don't know. But it's just my prayer. It's just my wish that you hear something or you sense something. Because if you don't, you, I, I don't want you to go there and think, I must hear a voice. Because God has got his own way of speaking to different people. The Bible talks about Moses, uh, Elijah, sorry, he run away from Jezebel. We'll talk about that for <laughs> And while he was that mountain, he was expecting God to show up in some kind of form. There was a big wind that came, there was a big storm that came, the big fire that came, but the Bible says God was not in any of those. But there was a still small voice. That's where God was. Which means he was just telling him that don't stereotype me. Don't be discouraged. Um, if you don't hear hey, uh, yeah, in your ears, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you say, ah, so nothing happened to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Have the faith that God has got a way of speaking to you to confirm that something unique happened today. You may feel like I don't know. You may feel like something, some pitching happened to you. Whatever you shall feel, but I want you to know that you shall experience something that only you will know. I don't know what it is. You might hear a voice, you might not hear a voice. But this story tells me that whenever somebody gets baptized, heaven responds to that person. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And so let it be. That's how it is done. If somebody says to you how it is done, that's the answer. You can go and read for the sake of time. I will not go that. Acts chapter 8, verse 26 to 39. But I like one of the... That's one I like the statement that this guy said. That's the eunuch, the Ethiopian eunuch. That's where your notes write that down. Acts chapter 8, verse 26 to 39. How the Ethiopian eunuch was baptized. The story told you. <coughs> and again, as I told you in that story, that sometimes you need some men to explain things to you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. He had some men sitting by his and you have some men in the house. Hallelujah. Explaining and expurgating things and scriptures to you like never before. But I like what that guy said. I think it is it. Verse 27, 27, one of them. When he say, because he had received the teaching like I'm teaching you now, he understood that for you to be baptized, you need water because water must agree with you. 
So when he got that teaching, and they ride on the chariot, the guy was, was looking around. I'm sure he was. Because when he saw the water, he then says, Hey, there is water. What stops me from being baptized? And I like that question. So I'll ask you the same question. What verse is it? Uh, verse 26. Yes. Read it, please. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, yes. here is water. <laughs> what don't hinder me to be baptized? I like that. I want you to think I'm going like that. What don't hinder you? Is it your hairstyle? <laughs> yeah, that will hinder you. Yeah. What don't hinder you? Touch your name and say, What don't hinder you? <laughs> Hello? Is it that because you didn't put perfume on your body today? <coughs> Do you think I'm not smelling nice enough to be in the water? What don't hinder you? Is it the wind? Would you say, No, it's too cold? Is that going to hinder you from being baptized today? No. That's why I told you I was amazed year after year when I would be baptized with people and it starts raining sometimes. And people are just rejoicing and just touching in the water and getting in the way like, what does hinder me? Nothing would hinder the child of Agape when they want to get baptized. Not even them. He says, come rain, come sunshine, come water, come thunder. Nothing would. What does he hinder me? Hallelujah. Is it because you don't have clothes to be baptizing? Amen. Is it because you don't have, you don't have a white robe? <laughs> this, this is the problem with religion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because they are told that when you come to baptism, you come here white robe. White garments. <laughs> and so if someone doesn't have that, they are actually told, you don't have white garments. So think of that person. What does hinder me today? The water is there. I like the way you read it. See. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. See. There is one. Yeah. There's water. So when you are approaching the sea, when you get to the place, you, have to do you that. just say, See! <laughs> there is water. What don't hinder me? Is it my foundation? Yeah. Mascara? Because you put foundation and you're like, This water. What don't hinder me? Hallelujah. So that's where I'll stop. Amen. We now know what baptism is, why we get baptized, and how it should be done. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we are going to get it done. Amen. Amen. Come rain, come time. Come water, come fire. Come hail, come sunshine. Amen. I'm going to join the water. I'm going to be in the water, and I'm sure the commissioner will join me and will help me to baptize whoever needs to be baptized today. Hallelujah. So, we are going to go together. In a few minutes, we'll go to the beach and crave at the fishing pot.
in the fishing harbor. Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. For the first time ever. Amen. Amen. And we are going to have baptism. Amen. Before I finish, the other aspect of the what and how is according to scripture. We do not baptize children, number one. We only baptize those who believe according to scripture again. So I want to affirm before I go there, so I will not spend one time asking you to believe in Jesus Christ or the Shua Lamachia. You know, I want to check if there's anyone here who is not yet born again, who has not asked him to come into their life, because you cannot be baptized without it's called first things first. You need to confirm yourself to be a child of God through according to scripture. Open your own mouth and say, Lord Jesus, Yeshua, Hashem, come in my life. And that's according to the book of Romans and other scriptures. When you do that, you honor that connection. And then he will come in your life and begin to lead and guide your life. Then at that point, you are called a born again Christian. That doesn't mean that you become the holy person. This is where churches messed up again for many years. No, that I've told you before when I begin to teach about stereotypes. That the moment you tell people now that you are born again, hey, hey, then think, oh, Denzel is a Christian, so you can even still respond in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> Yet you can work for a hotel and you'll be the one still in the Taking one after another in your pocket, taking it off. You can't carry it in your house from the hotel. Yes. You again. <laughs> Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that you automatically become a holy person. You begin to work out your salvation with the fear and the something. And guess what? You do that until you come. That's the truth of the word of God. The truth better be taught now in the church, particularly in the church. Amen. Because that's the reason why people fail to agape each other. Because when we know our faults, when we know about this other person's faults, then it becomes a barrier. Hallelujah. But we are going to be baptized and we're going to enjoy all the things that I've shared with you today according to Colossians. According to Matthew and according to Acts. I want you to appropriate all that in your spirit and now know the power of baptism. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so if there's anyone who's just born again, apart from the children, uh, please, this is a moment to say that and then we pray together and we go to the sea with you also as a child of God. Anyone like that? Okay. There's no hand that came up. That means we are all we all know that we have asked him to come in our life and in your life. And me, I always ask him even every day. So I never stop. I never stop. So why don't you pray? Let's pray together. Let's ask him. Just say this prayer with me. Oh heavenly father. Oh heavenly father. I thank you for your word. 
I thank you for your word. I'm your child. I'm your child. And I thank you for this weekend. And I thank you for this weekend. Once again, I come before your throne of grace. I come just as I am. I come just as I am. Because nobody knows me better than you. Nobody knows me better than you. I come before you, my Lord. And my God. I ask your God. Through your son. My Lord and Savior, Yeshua Hamashiach, that you forgive me of my sins. I know I'm human. I've made many mistakes. I still make mistakes. There are things that people know that I've done. Things that people don't know. Things that I remember. Things I've forgotten. Oh Lord God, I ask that you forgive me for these things today. Even as I ask for your forgiveness, once again, oh God, once again, oh Father, I ask that your son. Yeshua Hamashiach, whom I receive and acknowledge as my Lord and my Savior. Please, Lord, come in my life once again. Take control through your Spirit who resides with me. Take control once again of the way I think, the way I think, the way I speak, the way I speak, the way I act, and the way I act, and the way I behave. Lord Holy Spirit, come in as my helper and help me from now on. Once again, help me, Holy Spirit, to lead the life of a Christian. In the name of God the Father, of the Son, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, I thank you. And I look forward to being baptized again. Baptized through you, my Lord, and my Son, my Lord. Yeshua Hamashiach. Amen. 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 So we then make our way.